Welcome to The Table, where three women of three generations are navigating together how to pursue God as Father, Jesus as Lord, and Spirit as Shepherd through every stage of life. It doesn't always look pretty, and it's never perfect, but we're always aiming to sharpen each other as iron on iron. So sister, pull up a chair, settle in, and get ready to grow with us in today's episode of The Iron Women. Welcome to our second episode in the series, Integrating the Spiritual. You know, we've talked a lot so far and have already gone through a series of why prioritizing the spiritual life is so important. And now we're into some practical ways of how we can implement these things into these areas of our life. So like we discussed last week with this being a mindset, we're going to be talking about how to do that with our current marriage status. How do we or have we integrated the spiritual into our seasons of singleness, dating, marriage, and maybe even widowhood? I know none of us have gone through that, but we could possibly talk about that. Um, Okay, so first things first, let's go ahead and get into our connection card. Okay, what are, if you had to buy groceries for a week, what are the three staples that you would buy? What are the three items that are making your grocery list every week? Go ahead, Erica. Okay, I'm ready. I can tell she's ready. <laughs> so currently, my three top staples every time I go to the store is lemons and limes is answer number one because I'm addicted to lemon lime water. I can't survive. Regular water does not cut it for me really? anymore. It's disgusting if it doesn't have lemon <laughs> lime in it. She's such a diva. <laughs> number two is cuties, orange cuties, because I'm making me and my husband eat a cutie every day. Every morning I go you're put a, it. You're a citrus girl. <laughs> oh, no, I do love citrus. <laughs> but every morning I go over to his desk when he's barely awake and I go, Gotta eat a cutie to be a cutie. <laughs> Every morning. That's adorable. He rolls his eyes. And then my third one is probably um, we eat an insane amount of cheese <laughs> so, and, and bread. Guilty. So whether it's Sister Schubert's rolls <laughs> or shredded cheese, that is the top three things we're always getting from the grocery store. Yeah. Okay. I have mine. Okay, go. Okay, because um, my son-in-law is um, her husband. <laughs> um, I, too, have to make sure I buy Mrs. Schubert's yep. <laughs> yeast rolls yep. and keep them in my freezer at all times. <laughs> and so that is now a staple. But for us, it's coffee and creamer. Mm. <sighs> yeah. yeah, coffee and creamer. Yeah, you guys took two of mine. Oh, we're sorry. So do you creamer, need some help? Creamer, like coffee and creamer. Yeah. Um, although I will be specific and say it's almond creamer. Okay. Oh. Because my husband gets heartburn with the real oh. stuff. So. Okay. Almond creamer. That's sad. And I also uh, like a little bit of coffee with my creamer. Of so we go, we go through some cream. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then cheese. I'm addicted to string cheese. I love string cheese and it's so convenient. Yep. (laughs) You know, Um, and then also I will say my third, we go through those hummus cups, like the actual individualized portioned hummus cups, because if you stick a whole thing of hummus in front of me, guess what's going to happen? You eat the whole thing. Yeah. Yeah. So it's portion control. Yeah. Yeah. But we go through them because my husband and I both like them and it's a good little snack. So that sounds so healthy. (laughs) Yeah. If you saw me, you'd see otherwise. Hummus. Oh, <laughs> you're beautiful, Lauren. It's totally, I know that I know I'm beautiful, but I am 
big and beautiful. <laughs> oh my and Jesus loves me. There we go. It is Mark. And so does Mark. That's what matters. <laughs> Speaking of. All right. So let's get right into this. Integrating the spiritual since we're being so spiritual right now. Um, into our marriages. So I want to know what this looks like on a practical level for you guys. Last week, we talked about kind of how this uh, integrating the spiritual is a mindset. Um, and so I want to know, A, has that mind sh- mindset shift taken place in your marriages? Um, when did it take place? And what kind of that looks like right now? So um, Erica, I know that you shared in your testimony um, about a pretty significant season of singleness that you walked through. Um, so I don't know, talk to me about how you kind of, how the Lord kind of walked you through what that looked like in your life with this spiritual aspect to your singleness. Yeah. So, uh, as mentioned in my testimony episode, I had about a three year span of being single and truly being single. Like I didn't go on one single date in almost three years. Um, and the Lord taught me a lot. Um, I really had to dig into what is dating? What's the purpose of dating? Um, should like compared to what the world said about dating? Um, is it just something you do for fun just to get to hang out and get to know people casually? Um, is it uh, something you supposed to take super serious every single time um, and put a lot of pressure on it and expectations? Um, and just biblically coming from a mindset of, again, through the filter of the Lord and relationship with him, what in that single season well, what is singleness through that filter? And then what is dating? Um, not to assume that, you know, everyone that's single is dating or is uh, dating or not. Um, Cause I, I didn't, like I said, for so long. Um, so just filtering my, he honestly just taught me like singleness is something I've, I've called you to, I've set you aside for um, in my experience. Um, and he taught me pros and cons. Um, again, I kind of mentioned these earlier, so I won't go, go through it all in detail again, but, um, singleness served for me as a focus time. It, he made it easy. He forced me to have to sit there and integrate him into my life because he was like the only thing I had left. Um, which sounds so good like that though. Yeah, not in the <laughs> not in the time, not the time. But looking back on it, it was so necessary. Yeah. Cuz if I would have just launched into dating, 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 yeah. someone someone different, you know, every couple weekends, my focus and attention would have been on dating, 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 dating instead of first getting the foundation of that spiritual mindset. And then if dating ever came, which it really didn't. <laughs> um, yeah. And then I would be more ready for it to look at it through a spiritual lens. And then when my now husband came back into the picture, um, because we had dated previously, uh, I did everything wrong. The first time I dated him for almost five years, I was controlling and bossy and not saying I'm, I'm still not some of these <laughs> things. We're um, a work in progress. But... I just never honestly thought one single time previously dating him through high school, college. um, I never thought about our relationship in a spiritual lens, which is so sad to say now, because I think about that so often now. Um, 
But the first, the first five years, I never once thought about like, how do I need to look at our relationship dating, um, through a spiritual lens. And then three years of singleness completely flipped that he changed my whole mindset about life in general. So of course relationships was in that. And so when I got the chance to date the same person a second time around, uh, on the other side of singleness, it was, I'm getting the opportunity to kind of do things the Lord's way. And that's where, you know, learning to let him be him and me not forcing him to be something that I think a Christian guy needs to be doing like things that just aren't in the Bible at the end of the day. And I'm throwing them at him all the time and putting these expectations on him. So uh, I learned a lot the second time around dating him, but it's, it's really fueled into being newly married. I think like eight or nine months now, it's a daily struggle of like taking off my expectations of him, which there are many sadly, and that's pride and selfishness um, and trying to view my husband through the lens of spiritual, like being a a spiritual being as well. Yeah. Yeah. So if there are ladies listening to us right now or girls who are in a period of singleness, what would be um, your biggest piece of advice for them walking through that and how to um, integrate the spiritual Mm -hmm. into this season of singleness that they're in? I would highly encourage if you're not involved in a church, A, you have to be. A church community is a lifeline. And then within that church community, find other single women that are chasing after the same things you are. And hopefully that is Jesus. And if, because something about doing it with other people in the same circumstance of life, you're on even, even, even playing field and you're both desiring the same things. You all have the same dreams, you know, long-term and you all hope God, you know, uh, for the most part, you hope God gives you, you know, a spouse or a family or kids one day, but he's chosen not to do that in his sovereignty in the current. So just finding people who are chasing after the same things, filtering everything through that spiritual mindset, I would just say having that friends and community, that's going to change. If I would not have had my church, I mean, obviously my parents are huge in, in that as well, who are, you know, the the spiritual like giants in my life. But it's the community I had. If I would have felt like I'd, all my friends were just out partying and dating just mm-hmm. for the heck of it, just to get as a high body count. That's a, that's a term that some people may have never heard, but that's a very common thing in my age category is, you know, how many people you've been with mm-hmm. and the higher, the better. And I just, the Lord just never put that. Thank goodness. He never put that, um, I never had that in my heart, but I had friends who did. And it's, it's a destructive way of life long-term, but yeah, yeah, community, I would say find yeah. girls that are doing it with you and do it together. Cause it's, it's actually a joyful season. Yeah. It can't be, and it should be. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to say when I was listening to you, um, there's just this protection, honestly, um, it's accountability too, but there, I just feel like the Lord uses it as this like protection over us. I know, um, when I, met my husband, um, I was in like a ministry school. And so, um, they had certain parameters on our life of how we were to like operate and stuff, but it was community and it was like fully integrated community. Like that was my life. Um, and I just remember feeling so safe in like my pursuit of dating because I had this community of people around me who were chasing after the same things I was, which was Jesus. 
Um, and all of them had permission to speak into my life and call me out when I was off base or getting too distracted, you know, and, um, yeah, there was just this safety, this protection around me walking through that, you know, it kept me from a lot of heartbreak and a lot of trouble. Yeah. I say to single ladies, and I've done a lot of ministry with single ladies of all ages. And I I back up what you guys are saying about make sure you're really connected in your Christian community with, with people of all, all ages in your church. Yeah. Um, because they can, they can sometimes see things that you can't and, um, and you're a little more willing to listen to someone that you've developed relations with, that you've, you've done some life with and, you know, they can just, you know, I recently had a girl come to me and, um, she has a new stage of life and she was kind of excited to tell me about a, a person she has met and because I have been a, a voice in her life for most of her life, I was able to see a huge red flag. And I spoke that into her life immediately. I just said, listen, I said, this is probably not a good direction for you to go. And the thing is, because we already had a trusted relationship within the church community, she she listened and she came back a couple weeks later and she was like, thank you so much. I wasn't even thinking there. I was just thinking how lonely I was. Mm, And so that's, you know, that's why it goes back to not just girlfriends and family, but trusted Christian individuals in your life, you know, work hard to develop relationships with people in the church. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. Um, And that will kind of, I mean, I know it's not the same thing, but that loneliness, I think that you mentioned is a huge key thing. I think a lot of, um, women in their singleness just feel the weight of that, that loneliness. Is that something that either of you guys could speak to? That's real. Yeah. The thing is that's reality. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's reality in singleness, but there's another level of when you get into something that maybe you shouldn't have gotten into being lonely in a relationship. Right. Mm. It's because when you were not in a relationship and loneliness was your reality and you didn't find where to take that loneliness in a spiritually healthy way with the Lord and he's meeting your loneliness and now you're fulfilled and content in relationship with him, no matter who you're, if you get married to someone, because I learned prior to getting married nine months ago that I was lonely single, but then I'm not lonely anymore with Jesus, with the Holy Spirit within me, with the word, you know, on on my fingertips, like he's there all the time. I learned that pre-marriage and I'm, I mean, I can honestly say at least right now, I'm not, you know, I hopefully, um, you know, stay this way, but right now I don't really look for my marriage to fill a loneliness void because like I have what I learned about the Lord previous to marriage. But if you didn't really do the hard work mm-hmm. before that, and you're just going from relationship to relationship to relationship, cause you're feeling lonely. Yeah. Yeah. It's a never ending cycle. Yeah. yeah. Yep. So yeah. Young ladies that are not in a marriage yet. Yes. Focus on developing your relationship with the Lord mm-hmm. and do that individually, personally, and with other women in the church. And I say to other women in the church, to be open to bring single women into your life. Yeah. And not just always with a, oh, when you get married, 
you know, some of these girls may not be called to marriage Mm. and we need to see them as, um, the beautiful women of God that have a purpose in his kingdom as single women Mm -hmm. and help them develop as single women, not just always preparing for marriage. Yeah. Yeah. Um, There's something, um, that we were really encouraged in when we were in my ministry school that I mentioned, because we were all single. You had to be to be in this program. And um, they talked very specifically about how this was a season where the Lord could potentially use us even more if we had the limitations of a marriage and children. Mm. And we were just, we, there was just this unique um, feel about that season and being able to just truly up and go without a whole lot of responsibilities to, to care for and take, take care of. So, um, there's, there's also that aspect too, to, to realize about your singleness that the Lord may be able to use you in ways right now where he really couldn't, if you had a baby to care for or, um, a husband to consider. So, um, yeah. Well, that kind of goes into the the transition from, okay, singleness into marriage. Yeah. Because the single girls that I have surrounding me in ministry right now and have had in the last few years, what we worked on is developing their spiritual gift, what is their place in the kingdom, before we developed them as future married wives. Yeah. (laughs) And so I have so many single women around me right now that are just... Hitting it out of the ballpark, right? Using their gifts yeah. in the kingdom, and I couldn't, I couldn't do what I do without them. Yeah, and I've never have been able to do what I do without some single women that are just secure. Yeah. So I say, focus on that relationship with Christ. Yeah. And you know, the joke I always say to them is, listen, it's better to be single than to wish you were. Right. And that may sound like a little, you know, funny statement, but yeah, oh, but much truth in that yeah. from someone that's talked to many married women. So, yeah. you know, as a married woman, um, I have a huge contrast from when I first got married. Yes, we were Christians and Jeff and I were, you know, pretty much people that knew we would head into ministry somehow and, mm. and you know, we thought we had the spiritual aspect altogether, but we were both so messed up emotionally. Um, just baggage that we both brought from um, just the way we were raised. Not that it was like a lot of negative, but just you learn things, you know, from your environment. So, so I have the Deanna that is in like the first 15 years of her marriage. And then there's the Deanna in the last 15 years, the Deanna in the first 15 years really tried to do marriage based on all the old ways of what I thought spirituality was. Mm. Okay. I'm just going to try to read my Bible. I'm just going to try to do this. I'm just going to try to do these things. And that was spiraling out of control, crash and burn. So I, I, I tell people, my husband and I, um, though everyone has kind of looked at us as the perfect little couple, oh boy, did we struggle. <laughs> In fact, we were told that when we got married, oh, now this is one couple that probably doesn't need any counseling. And I'm like, oh, if you only knew. <laughs> 
And so, you know, marriage only accentuates yeah. those things that you already are struggling with. Okay. Talk about that a little bit. Like maybe we have some women who are in really difficult seasons yeah. of their marriage and it is not all rainbows and butterflies and sunshine rays yeah. like what they thought. Yeah. Uh, well, it ev- it never is. Yeah. Um, you know, <laughs> I made up this little statement years ago. I said, you know, when we go to the altar, we need to really say you better instead of um, I do, because that's really what we're saying. Yeah. You know, we, we come into this relationship and, you know, we're given these vows and we say, I do, I, I will, I will do all this stuff for you, you, you. But really I stood there with a the mentality of, you better do this and mm. you better do this. And mm. I had so much expectations placed on this guy that didn't meet one of my criterias of he was more spiritual than me. Mm. I knew I had enough sense at that stage of my life to know that I'm not going to date anyone mm. that isn't a few steps ahead of me spiritually. And when I met Jeff, he was many steps ahead of me spiritually in that I felt like this guy is not just, he's not just your normal, like he really has this relationship with God yeah. that I was very, um, <laughs> I was very unaware of. And so he brought me into that. He was able to just speak into some areas of my life that I was struggling with spiritually. And with him, I, I just kind of knew there was never going to be, um, okay, is this God thing something we keep in our life? I just knew like this guy, it's yeah, this God is it with mm-hmm. him. Mm-hmm. And um, and so that was one assurance I had with him. But as we went into it, things got really ugly for us. Mm. And um, we both had a lot of jealousy, insecurities, false ideas of what marriage would look like. And as pressures started coming, which they do, um, you just react from what you know. Yeah. And yeah, it was not pretty. Um, I struggled with a lot of anger and, you know, he had his own struggles and it, when I say ugly, it, it, it was ugly. And so, um, it wasn't until I really started learning how to develop my own spiritual life. Mm. And I think that contrast alone says a lot because in a marriage, I am responsible for my spiritual walk, not his. Yeah. And I I do think that's one of the hardest things for women that are really intentional about their spiritual walk. Mm. To Or not. Or not. Mm. But if they really are intentional about their spiritual walk and their husband isn't. Yeah. They feel the need to make him go along with their spiritual walk. And yeah, that, that doesn't work. And so when I finally realized, Deanna, this is about you and the Lord. This isn't about you and Jeff. This isn't about Jeff. And in every way that he is not living up to the ridiculous expectations. And because I had them because he was a spiritual guy. Yeah. And I'm just like, well, surely 
He's going to allow me to do all the ridiculousness that I do. And he will always just be able to rise above. And, Mm. and I'm like, yeah, no, a woman can wear a man down really fast. Yeah. And so just one of the things that I picked up and it was as a result of watching him do weddings, he would do weddings and he would say to the bride and the groom, I think he did this at yours. Mm-hmm. You know, he would say to the groom, okay, when you look at her, you need to realize that she is a daughter of the king. Yeah. And she will have a place in God's kingdom one day. So you better treat her well and, yeah. and see her that way. Did he, he say do he, that? And you look, he goes, yeah, he takes turns on both bride and groom and he, like he looked at me, but was talking about Matt and was saying, Erica, this guy's a big deal yeah. to God. Yeah. He's the son of the almighty. Yeah. This guy could be above you in heaven one day. Yeah. Could reign. Mm. Oh, like above you one day. Yeah. Yeah. Treat him as such. Love him as such. Serve him as such. And then he flips it and looks at Matt and goes, Matt, this girl means something. She matters to God. Yeah. You need to look at her like that and serve her, knowing she's the daughter. She's yeah. a princess of the high king. Yeah. It's an, so, it's a, it's an impactful moment. It is yeah. because shifts your perspective. it shifts because yeah. I did not look at Jeff as a brother in Christ. Mm-hmm. Before a spouse. Yeah. Yes. That and was big for me too. Yeah. Jeff is my brother in Christ. And I'm like, whoa, that is. Talk about a mindset change. Yeah. That was a mindset change. And then just working on my own personal spiritual needs. Like I knew the anger thing, the jealousy thing, the insecurity thing, the only person that could fix that in me was God. Mm. And it took a lot of work, a lot of focused work on each of those individual major weaknesses on in my life um, for the mindset to start changing. And the thing is like, it will creep up. Mm-hmm. It can creep up so quickly. And mine, the Lord told me like, cause I found myself like even just right lately trying to Lord over my husband, be his sure. Lord and not let the Lord be his Lord. And God kind of just like whispered something was like, so you think you can do better than I can? You don't mm. think I've got my own thing going with him? Mm. You got to come over here and be, and be try to take me, yeah. my role? Yeah. I can do this. Yeah. Like yeah. We're, we're on our own timeline. Yeah. We, we've got our timeline, me and you, sis. Yeah. Me, me and Matt, we've got our own timeline. Yeah. yeah. Ultimately, it boils down to trust, huh? Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's just an ebb and flow in marriage. So talking within the context of you and your husband being believers and living the Christian lifestyle, not, not being, um, you know, resistant to it in Mm -hmm. any way. Mm -hmm. And so one of the things we learned was that I would have growing spurts and he will have growing spurts. We've done the same thing. And I desperately want him Mm -hmm. to have the knowledge that I received from one of my growing spurts (laughs) and and for him to never have dry spells. Yes. I'm allowed to have dry spells yes. as often as I feel necessary yes, and lazy, I'm the but girl. not him. Yes. No, you can never have that. 
Yeah. Yeah. It goes back to, we judge ourselves on our actions and we judge everyone else on our expectations. Oh yeah. Or our intentions. We judge everyone else on their actions and we judge ourselves on our intentions. Yeah. We're we're so much more gracious. Just for context. How long have each of y'all been married? I've been married. Oh crud. I've only been, I think eight or nine months. Um, 12 years, 12 years, Lauren. Um, I think it's 30 or 31 (laughs) and I just have to throw this out. My husband is the one that remembers these things, not me. So, um, yeah, I'm in that 30 something range. So I have a good, like pre my first 15 and my 15 now. And I, I think my husband would also say that there's been a change once she started getting this concept of spiritual being everything first. Yeah. Because man, that is a boundary now. Yeah. Like I can't do this. Deanna, really? Like you have to release that Mm. just spiritually. You have to release that and, and let him grow at his pace. And, oh man, I'm hoping the next 15 years, I really do it well. Well, okay. I hope I do it better than I've done the past 15 years. Yeah. But, um, so, you know, this whole concept of spiritual leader, he needs to be the spiritual leader. Well, um, I started asking women, okay, so what does that mean to you? Write out and define what you think spiritual leader means. And it was everything. I mean, all these things that stuff that wouldn't even line up with their husband's personality. Yeah. And so, um, I I started thinking, okay, where is this concept of husband's spiritual leader and what does it say about it? And there's not a whole, whole lot. And so we put a lot of definition like, well, he should read the Bible with me and he should pray with me every night. And um, he's the one that should do this and should do this and should do that. And I'm like, oh, I'm not really seeing that. Mm. And so um, it goes back to what you're talking about. You being responsible for your own relationship with God. Yeah. Because if I depend on my husband's spiritual relationship, you know, it's this, this the simple thing of, I will stand before God one day all by myself. Right. And not like, well, th- this, this is my, this is what I say because of him standing next to me. Nope. It's just me and you, God. Yeah. And so work on myself, pray for my husband and my prayers switched, um, around that 15 year mark. I would mm. pray all these things that I wanted Jeff to do and be for me. And it started switching to, and it was the same for my children, help them to love God with all their heart, soul, mind, and strength, and help them to love others as themselves. Mm. And that's how I simply prayed for my husband and kids when I started learning this. Because as we get into parenting, I don't feel like I parented my children in the first few years as I would now knowing what I know. Yeah. So um, that's what I say about my marriage now. I I pray for him differently. Mm. Um, I try to support him differently. I fight differently. Mm. Yeah. um, And argue differently and just try to be the spiritual woman God's called me to be. Yeah. There's something that I appreciate so much about your retrospect and like just looking back and seeing the shifts and seeing kind of like the hard lines or, um, just the, the movement from one thing to another, you know, 
Um, it, it kind of helps me looking back at mine too. Cause like you, you know, the first few years of, um, my marriage with my husband, Mark, um, were a little bit tumultuous. I mean, they, you know, I, um, kind of growing up, I observed something very different in the marriages all around me because, um, I think I was the first person in my entire family to be saved. Wow. So yeah, I had a lot of matriarchs in our family, just a lot of really strong, um, awesome women, but, um, I definitely saw just this common theme of like women pretty much wearing the pants and like ruling over their homes. Mm. And, um, you know, uh, I also observed some things that, that did to the men in, um, in the families around me. And, um, it was something that I saw pretty early on that I, I didn't want, I wanted something different. I wanted my husband to feel differently. Mm. And, um, it was also something really early on I, uh, had a coming to Jesus moment on, um, and kind of similar to yours, Erica, where the Lord rebuked you pretty hard in that, um, I felt like the Lord sat me down and was like, you're ruling over your husband and Mm. you are demanding these things of him that you, you need to quit and you need to humble yourself before me and before him. And you need to apologize. And I just have this like moment in my mind, this really clear moment of me. Like I was on my knees in the living room, um, just like really like tearful, um, in Mark's lap, just apologizing to him that the Lord really brought this to my attention. And I had no idea how to fix it. (laughs) I had no idea how to, how to make it better. But, um, if there's one thing also that I've learned, it's when the Lord brings something to my attention, it means that he intends on fixing it in me and he intends on calling it to my attention and giving me the help, the ever present help in times of trouble that I need in order to fix and change those things. And so that's like a pretty, and I'm, and I am not perfect at this by any means. (laughs) Really? No, I'm not. Well, I thought the three of us here were sitting here doing this because we think we're perfect. Right. Which makes me want to mention this. Let's remember this is casual conversations of each of our experiences. This is not us giving marriage advice. Absolutely. This is not us even saying you have to do it like we did it. Yeah. But maybe you glean something from it and you're sharpened by it. Or there's something that we say that causes you to take a second thought to things or to analyze something a little bit differently or to make a different movement. You know, that's, that's the whole premise of this entire thing is, and it goes back to just an individual person taking responsibility for their spiritual life. Yep. And integrating that into all aspects of their life. So, um, second that you think you've got it like me last night, man, (laughs) <laughs> Matt. Hey, don't you be dissing on my no, son-in-law. I'm not. <laughs> I, I love and adore him, and he's a great bowler. That I, was for you, Matt. Oh, my word. Matt, do you listen to this? Yes, he does. He does. Oh. He's working his way through. But <laughs> last night, this is just an example of like, I'm sitting here like, just because I'm sitting here recording on a podcast touching about marriage, like literally last night, we had a fight because I was upset that when he pulled out the water pitcher, my leftover sushi that I was going to take to work today fell on the ground and had to be thrown in the trash. 
And that turned into a whole big That's thing grounds for divorce. No, listen, I got so upset over that. And I just, I, and I was just stubborn and I, I wanted him to say like, apologize for getting, for ruining my sushi. And it was just, it turned into, and then, you know how, when I've you, never been there, one, I have no never, idea what you're talking about. One little so stupid thing, like sushi getting thrown away. Actually, every other thing you've been holding on to from the last two months comes out. Right. Oh, and yeah. then like two hours later, you're just like, what the heck? Like yeah. what, what over sushi? I because I just I just couldn't get over sushi, and then I'm like coming here today, and I'm like, oh, I still am trying to lord and control them, boss, and like. Oh. But you know what, Erica? I'm glad to hear that you're seeing that eight nine months in, because your daddy and I it took us many years. Yeah. And we didn't have conversations to listen to, and we didn't have people around us that we could be real with. Yeah, even just you recognizing too that like, oh, there's for the last two or three months, things have been like building up and everything else like, man, we could, okay, let's start uh, season three or season two right now just talking about that. Um, But yeah, I mean, that's, that's a, that's a real thing. And just, Mm. you know, kind of, it goes into it. Well, okay, ladies, I am going to wrap us up here. We are going to get into our fun cup question. Fun cup. And it goes so well with the topic of conversation. Controversy. Do you believe in celebrating Valentine's Day? Why? Why not? And if so, what do you do? Dun, dun, dun. (laughs) This is a hot topic because I have several friends who don't believe in celebrating Valentine's Day who are in relationships and them and their spouse actually both agree not to celebrate because their main thing is on their side of the argument is every day is every day's Valentine's Day. Why do we have to have a special day set aside? And then it's like, it's a farce. It's just like, it's a put on, like you should be treating blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, okay, I hear you. If you are treating your spouse every day, and going out of your way to do something nice, just sure. a little reminder hey, of love. Have at it. How, right? Good for you. You don't need Valentine's Day. But some lessers like me <laughs> <laughs> appreciate an opportunity set aside in the calendar where everyone in the world is kind of in the mood on that day and reminding yeah. you and posting about it. And it's just more natural and easy and popular. So I I also appreciate receiving things on Valentine's Day. So I'm not ever <laughs> going to shut love down. Languages? Gifts actually is not my love language, okay. but it's not no, because I'm picky about things people oh, give okay. me. Okay, okay, <laughs> okay. <laughs> I will take anything you want to give me. I just can't promise I'm gonna love it. She'll probably but give she'll it to act me. like she does. Yeah. But my answer is, I definitely believe in selling celebrating Valentine's Day because to me it equates to celebrating any other holiday, whether it's like a calendar holiday or your birthday, like. Every day, I'm grateful for you two being born. I'm not conscious about it, but it's not that I'm not, you know, I'm not ungrateful or right, however you would say right. that. But yeah. on your birthday, to just shoot a little text like, happy birthday, so glad you're in my life. Yeah. Like, it's just an opportunity to to go above. Yeah. Well, now that we know her theology on this, <laughs> mine is way um, more shallow. Um, yeah. My husband and I, we have learned, me, which is, you know, what it really is. It's about the girl. (laughs) And he knows it's basically another excuse for me to just say, yeah, I want this. (laughs) Yeah, right. (laughs) Go get it. Go get it. And that's, yeah. (laughs) No, we... No, I'm not even going to fake it. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, we'll we'll do cards if we're thinking about it. And yeah. 
Yeah. I don't put those demands anymore on us. Yeah. But I do like, Hey, it's Valentine's day. Um, what, 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 how <laughs> much money, you, how much money were you planning on giving me? Cause <laughs> I kind of been wanting this. No. And I am a big believer that it has to go both ways. I've always been like that. Like I've never been like, I believe in Valentine's day. Like I'm not getting you anything, but you better get something for me. Yeah. Like I love getting him stuff for Valentine's Oh, there's just a, a note, his favorite candy like a Twix bar yeah. that makes his day. Yeah. If I yeah. could spend $2 at QT on a Twix bar on Valentine's Day, yeah. he's a happy man. Yeah. Let him play some video games longer <laughs> that night. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> like, yeah. Well, your daddy would be, don't spend money on me. Yeah. That is my that Valentine's is gift. gift. So yeah, we've learned each other after 30 years. Yeah. Yeah. yeah save the money. Yeah. <laughs> right. I know. Um, we have kind of shifted in this, like, and it's definitely because of me. Um, Okay. My husband's awesome. I don't know. Like he's just a great <laughs> dude. Like, um, yeah, he, is he romantic. He's he. Okay. I know oh. <laughs> he does every day. Sorry. Ladies. Really? I know <laughs> <laughs> he does every day. Really good. Like I honestly have thought about this because when we first got married, I was a brat and yeah. I mean, like I made big deals. Like I remember, um, he had a son coming into, into our marriage. And I remember our first mother's day. Listen, that man did not get me a card on my first mother's day. And I about lost my freaking mind <laughs> in like a ridiculous, like toddler, two-year-old fit, uh, crying to my sister-in-law in the bottom Aww. of a rental that we were all at, like on a family vacation. So yeah. Um, I have come to realize over the years that Mark is not super great at like the big things. Right. Um, but man, does he do every day well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the Lord has kind of just, cause I did, I, I, I was a brat. Like I would get really, 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 really upset about yeah. it and just like, Oh my God, he must not value me. He, he must not think highly of me as, <laughs> as his wife. And he doesn't want to make me feel special and blah, blah, blah. Right. And then the Lord really was like, okay, what would you rather have? Yeah. A husband who does six days a year really, really well yeah. and spoils the crap out of you or someone who is consistent and steadfast and steady and just, and just loves you well. Yeah. And I was like, "Mm, okay, God, you're going to have to grow me up. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. He did the same thing for me when I used to get mad the first time me and Matt dated that I would, this is so embarrassing (laughs) for Valentine's day, my birthday, Thanksgiving. (laughs) It was very popular and it somewhat still is that you would post about your significant other on Instagram, a picture of them and be like, or like, um, woman crush Wednesday. So every Wednesday I'd be like, you have to post a picture of me and say woman crush Wednesday. And if he didn't, I would give it to him. Yeah. Like in seriousness, there'd be issues yeah. if he didn't do it. Yeah. But he wasn't doing it out of actual genuine love. It's because I was forcing it's to be behind the scenes. he didn't want you to pitch a fit. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. But <laughs> so <there>. then <laughs> coming back around, I, I, the Lord told me like, Erica, give up the post. Like the man yeah. doesn't post about anything. He's not going to post about you. <laughs> yeah. Like give it up. He does things that people don't see behind closed doors yeah. on a daily basis that, you know, the world doesn't even know about. Like give up the post. <laughs> <laughs> well, Hallmark right. and social media have placed huge expectations oh, on everyone and we can all blame Hallmark and social and media. Disney. Yeah, right. Oh, and Disney. <laughs> <laughs> 
Okay. Well, thank you for joining us this week. Um, we have a email address that you can reach out to to get a hold of us. It is the Iron Women Podcast at gmail.com. Um, if you guys have any suggestions or things that you would like to hear, maybe brought up in conversation, um, suggestions or questions just about any of the topics that we have talked about thus far, we would love to hear from you. So that is the iron women podcast at gmail.com. Uh, thanks so much for joining us. Come back next week to tune in to our fun conversation about parenting and family. Thanks ladies. Hey sisters, thank y'all so much for spending your time with us. We are excited and expectant for everything Jesus is going to do through these conversations. If you found this encouraging, insightful, or if it brought you some moments of joy or laughter, go ahead and share this episode with your spiritual sisters to keep today's conversation going. Then come on back and hang out with us on the next episode of The Iron Women.